Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. And tell him that his lonesome nights are over. Sandman, I'm so alone. Don't have nobody to call my own. Please turn on your magic beam. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Good evening and welcome to Knox Mente. Tonight's guest is Amy Fry. Amy's a musician, DJ, radio producer, novelist, and craniosacral therapist. She has studied with some of Chicago's finest musicians, including Kellen Phil Corin, Amid Drake, and Rockin' Johnny Bergen, and has produced audio work for NPR, Chirp Radio, and the Poetry Foundation. You can find her spinning tunes of all genres on Mondays, 9 to noon, Chicago time, on chirpradio.org and her audio work and her music at soundcloud.com slash superfry with an E. Welcome, Amy. How are you tonight? I'm doing okay. Hey, Amy. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) We're glad you made it. It seems like forever since we booked you. It's been a minute. Yeah, it has. Yeah, Yeah, it has. And it seems like a whole... Million things happened between there. I know it's crazy. I for me now, I'm just excited. Like when I look up and I see who's going to be on me, as we're booked so far out. So this is thrilling. It's I'm that temporal too. shift, you know. Yes, that's the talk. <laughs> and we all three have the Chicago connection, so there's a vibe already happening. We're giving, we're bringing Chicago to the house tonight. Nice. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think we'll just dive on in. Um, All right. So I want to know about the landscape of the world you grew up in. What, you know, what, what was going on? What was, what were you around and all that? Tell us about the world you grew up in. Well, I grew up in Glendale, Illinois. It was a beautiful tree-lined street with these beautiful elms that that created this kind of cathedral of trees going down our street. It was kind of a famous little street. Uh, yeah, I grew up out there. Um, I, I lived with, I had two sisters and a brother, and we all hung out and Glenville, Illinois. Sorry, I'm not being very eloquent. I have to get into this streaming so audio Gl- thing. Glenview or Glendale? Glenview, Glenview. It's a suburb of Chicago. So I've been in the Chicago land area for a long time. No, I, you'd said Glen, Glendale when you, where you grew up. I said Glendale. I yes. find that very strange. What a lunatic I am. <laughs> That's it. Cut, well, cut the recording. We're done. Sorry. Yeah, the, the game <laughs> over. <laughs> Amy, you failed. <laughs> so, so really, though, you were in the shadows of Chicago, which is a gigantic metropolis. With you know, and the purposes of even knowing this is that that actually plays a role in the unconscious as the as a collective symbol it's big it's like the ocean or the dark you know or a, a forest so it's important yeah. it's important to know these things no i yeah i agree yeah so i grew up yeah outside of chicago uh, on a beautiful street uh had a great time hanging out with my family uh we 
were all raised Methodist. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, as a little kid, I was I was very into spirituality, and I was totally into Jesus. That's the way I would put it. But I thought he was really cool. But I remember I used to have these like moments in time, like well, I was like little. I was probably like four five or whatever it was but i would be like wow what if what if god didn't create the world what if there isn't a jesus what would that be like then what is this is it like somebody's dream am i in their dream are they in my dream like it was this big thing and it would transform my little kid reality into this super bizarre land of what is this thing you know, because if you if you have a reason, and it's like, oh well, there's this story that, you know, God created the world, and then this happened, and that happened, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, great. But if you take that away, then it's like, what? I like that you were you were already in that kind of fantasy mode. What? Um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> right. Sorry, I said fantasy. No, 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 it wasn't that. It was more. I was thinking more along the lines of. It's sad that that would be the entirety of your existence, <laughs> you know. That you oh, think yeah. That the, just because that's not there, now what? I wasn't at all. No, but I, I mean, but it made it made it much more trippy world when you took that away. Coming from my perspective, you know, as a little kid that just was like, "This is how it was," and I was like, "That's really cool." That now, I was like, "But wait a minute!" Now it's all filled with magic. Right, exactly. That's kind of what happened. It yeah. just was like, wait a minute. If there aren't these personified spirits, then what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really sure. It just put me in a super crazy reality. Were you an artistic <laughs> kid? Um, yeah, I guess I was. Yeah, I would draw a lot and stuff. Um, I liked to dance. That was like I dreamed of being a dancer when I was a little kid. I love because the things you're saying actually strike me as very right brained. So it just kind of it kind of it comes off that way, which is awesome. And the dancing, of course, makes sense. Yeah, I always wanted to be a dancer. I was super into Gene Kelly and Baryshnikov and uh, Sid Charisse. I just girl, you were serious. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) somehow I ended up being a dancer. But I I like to dance, though. You know, you see me. I know. I know. Oh man, we're um. So, what sign are you, Amy? Well, I'm on the cusp of Sagittarius and Scorpio, so November twenty second. Zing, zing, zing. Um, and then okay, so <laughs> this is the a that, question. Sorry, uh, no, carry on, carry on. You sure? Yes. Dear. Don't interrupt your flow. <laughs> no, it's all right. All right, isn't that <laughs> Kennedy was killed? Yes, it is. <gasps> yeah. Really? Not the exact day. The, the I date. wasn't born on that exact day. Right. But that date. So you're in the shadow of that. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Did you ever, so of course you don't have to, you know, I mean, everyone knows this. I hope that you don't have to answer these questions. Um, but I, we are kind of or whatever. curious, you know, and Amy would, um, so we're, we're curious about, of course, dreams, which is altered states of consciousness. So we like to ask about psychedelics. Like, have you ever done them? Did you have anything that seemed, um, you know, 
like you had moved into a clear altered state of consciousness without that party vibe? Well, I mean, I, I've taken things before. I mean, I took like acid a couple times, uh, and I took mushrooms a couple times. But you know, I find it because I feel like the times when I felt closer to an altered state or a shift in consciousness, I wasn't on any kind of psychedelic thing. It was more of a shift in my my perspective, maybe. Definitely. Of the world around me. So yeah. So was there was there anything actually more significant or was it just it seems more like it was just kind of almost it, the way you describe it, it sounds like it, there were just one mon, rather mundane, nothing like life altering or. Um, well, well, um, there's a few, I mean, sort of mundane. Yeah. I mean, ah, it's kind of hard to say. There was a couple that could have been life altering. It felt like, so I don't know. Um, I just, I, I mentioned, um, or Jerry just mentioned that I studied with a, a guy named uh, Kalan Phil Koran who mm -hmm. just passed away. He was a uh, he used to play with Sunron, was very into uh, the mystical arts and astrology and astronomy and all this cool stuff. And I studied with him um, for a while. Um, I should probably say something about him because he's. He, he's just a, he's a spiritual master, a master musician. He was teaching me voice at the time. And I remember after one of his uh, lessons, I went outside and it was like, like I looked at the sky and it felt like the it, I was just in another place, like the way the clouds were moving and the trees and everything. I could feel this altered state of consciousness. It was almost like everything was more electric electric mm -hmm. and it's um it's kind of hard to explain it's almost like you know um i want to say a sh it doesn't really feel like a shadow it's almost like a mirror world what i was seeing that day was pretty like bright it's almost like you get and a, I had, um, a, uh, a new clarity to your vision That's yeah the way it's i like looked I, at it yeah. I mean, I've had other situations. I remember my my sister would probably remember this. I have no idea where we were, but we were at some show. I don't know whose show it was. And I was with my sister and her friends and like, I didn't drink or anything at the time. And I remember for some reason, I just completely started, I was hit with this crazy feeling that just made me start crying and I couldn't stop. But I was just feeling like all these people, it was, this is going to sound crazy, but you know, I, I just, I felt all the love and all this, all the people, you know, mm -hmm. even though they were, they, they could have been fighting. They could, it was like this feeling like, oh my gosh, they don't even know this is here. This like immense, like powerful love. And I just could not stop crying. And my sister was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine, man. <laughs> like, yeah. It does not sound crazy, though. We do crazy, by the way. So, 
Oh, good. I mean, that was like, yeah, that was another one. But I mean, there, there was like a few, but I also remember at the same time I was studying with Kaylon and um, it was during that period in time. And I, it was really bizarre because Kaylon had, had mentioned that he just, I don't know, he thought it was some kind of special, I don't know. He, he, like when we first started studying together, he read my chart and <laughs> he was like, He's like, if you are who I think you are, this is going to be a very interesting experience or whatever. Like, it was very intense, right? Oh, wow. But then he had asked me if I, I giggle, but you know, he's like, do you levitate? Oh. And I was like, no, Kaylan, what are you talking about? You know, and, uh, but anyway, so he was very intense. So all this stuff and his teachings were very powerful. And it was really just music. Not that I really even feel that way about music. I shouldn't put it just. Right. In front of music because it's so powerful for me. But uh, at that very same time, I recall walking on the beach in Evanston and like this crow came flying directly, like right at it was like this huge thunderstorm. This crow was like flying directly at my face, and I completely freaked out. And I I, I don't know. It just felt like it was tearing a hole in reality. <laughs> and mind you, I wasn't on anything and I was like not drinking or anything. But I felt like whatever that, like if I let something happen at that moment, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. I read, I read an article this week about crows that they, um, that scientists, of course, quote unquote scientists have uh, discovered that they create or form and hold grudges against humans. That's interesting. And that makes a lot of sense. I, I mean, I've had some crow experience and have saved a few babies. And that makes sense to me. They seem to have long memories. Like I noticed the babies I saved come back. Wow. But also we know their association with the, the unseen world and the shadow world as well. I like that you were able to be in that, that you're able to be that open is to allow yourself these kinds of visions or interpretations of what's going on around you. That's already, again, this seems very right brain to me. Um, so, which is juicy. Do you have a, what kind of dream recall do you have on the regular, just as a general? Well, these days it's not as good as, it's getting better again. <laughs> strange reason that I don't have very good memory recall these days is because my lovely magical kitties like to wake me up at like three in the morning, four in the morning, five mm -hmm. in the morning. So there's a lot of like weird waking up that I have to deal with some little creature like meowing at me or biting my feet. So, but before that, <laughs> I had pretty, pretty uh, detailed memory recall so in most of your life it's been like that i think so yeah i've had some really intense dreams that led me very cool places because when you asked me to do this i was like dreams what do i have to say about that and i'm like what am i talking about i've had some crazy very um transformative dreams in my life for sure it's funny how many people, when we approach them about this, they think, you know, oh, I have nothing to talk about. But then they get on and they're chatty as hell, you know? I know, right? <laughs> we, because we all actually have this experience. And then plus the our show, we go into more of the esoteric, too. What do you think's happening and all that? 
So, okay, so give us an idea of the dream landscape for you. It, do you have color experiences, black and white, both? Is there, um, you know, glyphs? Are you able to read in dreams? Tell us about how you dream. Um, well, I mean, I've had, I think I've had both. I mean, I have, you know, some of those movie dreams, you know, mm -hmm. that they could be, well, this part was in black and white and it was like, you know, and then the other part was in color and then, but I think I generally, I, I generally dream in color. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, sometimes like what earlier, probably, mm, you know, when I was in my early twenties, mid twenties, something like that, um, I had really very symbolic dreams, very, like with all sorts of, um, what would you say, like uh, like almost mythic stories embedded in them. Like I recall having one about um, just one part of the dream, I can't quite remember the rest of it, but where this person was um, uncovering like a, uh, a dis, uh, what do you call it a be like a disembodied head Ooh. that was buried. I know it sounds crazy, but yeah. Um, could you tell, can you give us a little more of that dream that you do recall? I wish I could. That particular one, I can't remember. I'm sure I have it written down somewhere. But when I looked it up later, I mean, it's a, it's like a, a classic myth. And I wish I could tell you more about it right now. But what I, when I had the dream, I had no idea about that. Gosh, that's like a classic myth. It's the myth of the whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Somebody, somebody's gonna write in and tell you, oh, it's the myth of the blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, I can't remember that one. I did, although I did have one <laughs> epic dream <laughs> that oh, I could tell you more. Bring that, bring it on. <laughs> I suppose. Um, there was a time when I was, I feel like I was having a lot of issues with uh, people outside myself and a very kind of a uh, traumatic and trying social time. Like I believe I was breaking up with a boyfriend and then there was weird people around me and then I was having trouble with my band and I was having trouble. It was just like everything was just kind of insane and chaotic. And um. I had this dream that I was, I'm not sure the order of it entirely right now, but I was trying to, there was these vampires that were chasing me and I had to get away from the vampires. And I, I was trying to seek out a way to escape them. And I went to my friend, Nat, and asked him, he used to work, in reality, he worked at the Carl Jung bookstore in Evanston. That's the awesome. Carl Jung Center. <laughs> so in my dream, I went there and I said, Nat, what book? I have these vampires chasing me. I need a book about Carl Jung to, I just, just whatever you recommend. He's like, well, uh, this one definitely will help you. So I like took it and that was part of the dream. Then it like skipped, I believe. Like this is like many years ago, so it's hard for me to remember. But it was very powerful. I had I was like in front of a house, and I had to, I was picking out stones from the front of the house, and then I found one. I got entrance to the house, 
and it was Carl Jung's house. <laughs> and um, wow, I was trying to find him. And it was funny because like after this happened, like there was supposed to be a solution in there somewhere, right? And then when I woke up, I went to ask my friend Nat. I was like, hey, Nat, recommend any Carl Jung book to me. What's your favorite? And he's like, well, it really depends on what you're looking for. I'm like, no, what do you think I should read? And then he gave me this uh, book called Memories, Dreams, and Reflections. Yes, um, great book. Yeah, and the first, the very opening chapter, it's talking about soul stones and the power where you put part of your 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 soul it's like reflects a part of a precious part of yourself this i'm not i may not be explaining this that well i knew a lot more before but um you put it in the stone and it protects that part of your self you know mm -hmm. and um it the this it was just the stones and carl jung and it was just like right there all the, like that whole book changed like this whole part of my life and gave me um how old were you when this happened i think i was like 24 25 yeah around 24 25 i think so okay I'm trying to remember yeah i mean that's significant very significant i like that you were searching also to understand the language of dreams at this point because the that you know the imagery is so powerful some people just shudder it off so yeah well it was interesting because at the time i kept having these really intense dreams and i didn't really know about carl <laughs> and then my dream led me to him and his theories <laughs> and and then i read all these books and i was like oh my god the master of dreams well holy cow okay i didn't realize that that was your introduction to you wow that's extreme <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Maybe. I knew all of him, but yeah, yeah, but that's that's still that's that's extra juicy. <laughs> do you okay? So, uh, following this line, do you have lucid dreams? Do you, do you even have a distinction between your dreams and then lucidity within them? Um, I feel like I've had a couple that felt very lucid, um, but not that many. It's like something that I've actually, I've been recently uh, talking to a friend about that, just the, just, you know, trying to practice getting closer to doing that, like practice being in your dreams, you know, if you know what I'm saying. I, I do. I, I just, <laughs> I don't know, like, so in your experience of the couple you think you've had, I'm, I was actually kind of surprised to hear that because it seems like you would be someone that would be having lots of lucidity from what what you've given us so far. So in these couple experiences, was there anything that triggered it? Or how did you how did you get to the point where you felt like, wow, I'm dreaming, you know, awaking, being awake within it? I don't know. It was weird. It was the feeling. I don't know if Yeah, it's weird. I guess there's one in particular. It was a trying to move dream. It was really hard, though. You know, like I felt like uh, 
ask me, what was the question again? So I can answer it more directly. What, what was, how did you realize that you were dreaming within the dream? How did you find this, this sense of lucidity? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was just kind of, it's funny when talking about this, it calls up all these different experiences. And of course, it's the dream world, so they're all foggy. Oh yeah. Um, I've had ones where it was just very basic, you know, and it was just like, well, this is just a dream, so you know, and I'm just casual about it. That kind of like, yeah, well, whatever. I just this is a dream, and I'm in it, and whatever. I've had ones like that, but then I've had the other ones where I could feel. More like I was trying. I was trying to be conscious in the dream and making myself do something. Um, those and that's in particular what I'm trying to. That's what I'm asking about those. We are feeling conscious in them and then exerting, asserting your will within it. And you're asking how? I don't know honestly. Well, not necessarily how. I just wanted your experience of what what was going on. So, so tell us about an experience, if you may. This particular experience, this particular one. After I had told people this dream, people were like, "I think you were actually abducted by aliens." <laughs> that was. Oh, you're in the right yeah. right room. <laughs> <laughs> so, we do woo. <laughs> So this this one I was actually in uh where was I like northern California yeah I forgot like near near San Francisco I forget the name of the place but anyway I was staying with a friend of mine sleeping on the couch and um I was kind of in a bad time there it was kind of intense and weird but anyway this friend of mine was living with his mom and I was sleeping on the couch and um, in the dream, I woke up on the couch and there was like this bright light behind me and I couldn't move at all. And I could, <laughs> I could see this like lady coming down the stairs. Like she was dressed like a, like Betty Draper, like a fifties housewife, you know, June Cleaver kind of like you didn't see her face, but like, I knew it was like, bad that lady no you know and I was paralyzed and I kept trying to move my arm and I was like stop get out get out yeah I just remember like throwing this pillow at this lady to get her to go away and um I think I actually succeeded but I couldn't I couldn't speak and I couldn't move but I was trying so hard to do it and um it just felt like to me that dream was so visceral, I guess. Like I could feel myself and the dream at the same time. And I felt like I saved myself from the alien 50s housewife lady, but um, <laughs> maybe I was abducted. I don't really know. So was it a dream or was it reality? Well, okay. So when I want to talk about this for a minute. So when, mm -hmm. when you woke up, from this what was the mood what what was your immediate feeling of it was that were you afraid yeah sounds scary yeah yeah it was horribly scary yeah 
it was like that lady was gonna not, she just, I did not want to see that lady. <laughs> she was not good. Um, and I mean like on the, so on the alien level, it's like, okay, maybe I was abducted by aliens, but um, on, on another level, you know, this, this guy whose house I was staying with, he was, I was, I was very young. I think it was like 17, maybe 18 or something. And I was like madly in love with him. I'm putting quotes around that, but, but he, he just had no interest in me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's kind of one of those stupid relationships that happens when you're 17. Oh yeah. Um, Start hearts for eyes. I know. Right. And I think about the guy now and I hope he's listening, but he's <laughs> I have a question. Um, like what was my problem? I was a lunatic. Uh, <laughs> That's to your credit. <laughs> <laughs> so in my life, Hello? that was what was going on. This like kind of tormenting weirdness. But I have a question actually. Yes. Did uh, anyone else in that household have any kind of experiences like that on a regular basis or that night? No, I don't think so. Although I think his mom was kind of, could have been into that. And he could have been into that kind of stuff too, like being close to dreams and stuff. Both of them could have been. I mean, although the, I mean, that the day. Abduction thing. Oh, I don't know. You know. Was there any kind of, of any kind of chatter like that around them in general? Any like ET stuff, UFOlogy stuff? We could look into that deeper later. I was just curious. Well, that that's actually really valid for this well, right. because then that would be front loading before she went into sleep. Right. No, I don't. I don't remember speaking of it at all before. No. Okay. If that's what you're asking. No, we weren't talking about that. I don't think I really talked about aliens with this guy very much ever. Yeah, so that's even <laughs> I mean, more significant. But isn't it, Jerry? I mean, this is so that's that's like a I mean, I hate to use this word, but it's kind of a virginal experience. Like you you weren't front loaded with these people in this environment and then you have this experience that is you know, borders on <laughs> yeah, that, that is creepy and scary. Involves paralysis, which is classic OBE stuff. Right. And, and on that note, have you had? Go ahead. Well, well, let me let me finish the thing because, like, what I was seeing in that dream moment. But you guys don't forget what you're about to say because we're we're like transitioning. But before we transition, well, we don't have to transition. That what, was just me carrying on. And That's I the, take copious the bot notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. and I take copious <laughs> notes, so not to worry. Jerry's on top yeah, of okay, this. Good. good, good, good. So, but what I was seeing in it after I woke up, if I was not actually abducted by aliens, what I was seeing was this, the realization that this dude was like, act, like he was actually lame. Like, I don't want to be that. Do not let me be that 50s house. I don't want to be June Cleaver. I don't want to be like, making dinner for this guy like that would be a paralyzing experience and she's trying to capture me because you know like that image of like june cleaver was like you know i was like coming to get me because i was like in love with this kind of dumb guy mm -hmm. you know it's like i don't want that i don't even want that you know but i was paralyzed by it but i said no you know and, I, and, and I that when well, that's rich psychologically that would certainly Fit the bill mm -hmm. to ha especially at 17 to you know 
be processing that. I'm hearing Stevie Nicks right now in my head. Yay, I'm wearing fringe. Oh, but is that a <laughs> wait, what Stevie oh <laughs> so do you do you, so I wanna actually talk about instead of OBEs, that reminded me about like nightmares and night terrors. Do you beyond so are these the kinds when I when one says nightmares and night terrors to you, is this the kind of experience you're talking about? Or have you had like full on horrific, you know, gruesome stuff go on? You know, I really haven't. I haven't had um like night terrors. I have not had very many nightmares. My nightmares are kind of, they're, I don't remember having too many like super intense nightmares. That was probably one of the most intense things that I recall at this time right now. But, um, I mean, I do feel like I had a dream probably maybe a little before, before that uh where I, I could it was like more like an out of body experience yeah because in the dream like i feel like i was like i could hear these footsteps and i would like walking around they were going all these places like walking through a pool and then walking somewhere and then all of a sudden i felt this thing like come into my body but it was like myself Ooh. and i was like i don't like that feeling I didn't like that at all, but it definitely felt like when people say OBE, you know, body experience or that. So definitely. you associated that with you being coming into your body? Yeah, I felt like I was walking around somewhere else and then I came back. Like the footsteps were actually me. It's like, well, I don't like that. Oh, that's interesting. That's another very intense one that I had. But I mean, and, and to me, like when I think about dreaming and like uh, right now, um, I've read a lot of Carlos Castanon. I was just recently, just recently started reading The Art of Dreaming. But they talk about these other worlds that you can access and you have to be careful and, you know, all the different energies that are found in dreams, especially when you start lucid dreaming. And mm -hmm. when I think of like a dream like, the one where it felt like I was coming back into my body. It's almost like because I was younger, it's like the openness um, to any kind of experience. It was like those abilities are within all of us. And I probably had it and was doing it. And then it scared the crap out of me. And I didn't want anything to do with it. Like the crow coming to me, I'm like, I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> like I do not have the faculty to deal with this right now, mm -hmm. you know? So that's why it was, it was terrifying, like wandering around without having the wisdom and the knowledge to know what to do with that ability, I guess. I don't know. It's just a way of looking at it, I guess. Do you experience like uh, things like, audible stuff and other senses like smell and, and tactile like touch um yeah i do think i don't know about smell it's hard to say i've definitely felt things in my dreams for sure um, yeah like the emotional the emotional stuff which 
Oh, no, I mean like with your my fingers, like, yeah. Okay, I, I needed clarity on that. Okay, that's good. Do you have any experiences of that? Like you could share that you recall? Not off the top of my head. I mean, I just remember like things like, they're more like little kid experiences of like finding a really precious button or jewelry that I could feel and touch, you know, and I thought it was so beautiful and I woke up and wanted it to still be there and it wasn't there. Oh, I love that so much. That I, th <laughs> you're, I think you're the first person we've talked to that's brought that, brought that into the conversation. Um, anyway, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. It seems to be rare as you know, the, these other senses. Do you at all sleep, walk, or talk that you know of? Um, well, I don't sleep, walk. I feel like people have said I, I sleep, <laughs> talk. Um, I'm <laughs> that laughing. That sounds sorted. <laughs> no, no, it's not so bad. <laughs> I've done these things where I was kind of like, I definitely had to have been sleeping, but I only do it to my sister. It's really sad. My my younger sister, a couple times I've done this to her. <laughs> just like, because we slept in the same room and when we were little. And I did it once when we were little and then once. And I'll explain. But once when we were like, our car broke down when we were at some creepy hotel. The thing that I do is, <laughs> I'll, in quotes, wake up. But I'm not really awake. I'll, I'll be like, I'll get, a, I'll bolt up in bed and I'll be like, Lisa? Lisa, there's somebody, is there somebody out there? Lisa, like, and I freak out. And so I scare the crap out of my sister. She's like, what, what is it? What? And like, I'll, I'll be like so intense. It happened like a couple times, my poor sister, but I'm really intense about it. And then I'm like, then I, I kind of come back to reality. I realize that the, the, that's not happening, you know? <laughs> That is, I'm fascinated by that. And I hope Jerry's got a note going on that. I don't know what that's called, but I want, we need to know what that's called because I have had that experience. I was myself. chatting. I missed it. What, what am I noting? This experience where it's like you're, you're deep in a dream, but you come out, you're talking, you're bringing something back or you're, you're like animated, but you're there and you're not there. I don't know how to describe it. And Amy just, you're, described you're, it you're basically like ex you're externalizing the dream back into reality talking, like when you roll back through this and listen yeah, um let's no, it's let's, like the thing was actually there yeah that's what i'm talking about it's real but it's it's also not and so there's there's got to be a name for it and if anyone in the chat knows what that's called please let's i'm not at looking at the chat so it's almost the like the context is that i'm always with my family so i don't know why that is when that whenever this happens it happened once with my mom too well it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic no matter what the context is because there's something about I can see like religious people calling it a possession. I can just see, I know there's a name for this. I want to, I want to get into that some other point, some other I, time. I've written it down as the funky dream thing. So when you hear that, we know what it relates to. And also <laughs> if anyone in the chat that was listening, um, let us know, drop a bomb on us. Um, Cause that, that intrigues me to no um, end. Greatest potential said he was asking if it's a hypnagogic state. Is that what you're looking for? I 
Are you asking me? I'm not sure. I, don't I was know. asking this. She said, "If anyone, I don't know if that's complete. If that completely covers what the experience is, it just that, seems like that, you're sitting at. I would call that the liminal state. You're in between dimensions or whatever. You're between dreams and reality. And you, you but can't. it's different because it's it's still different than that. Okay, it's different than the liminal state for sure. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll figure that out. And, um, I, I'm going to, we're going to add that to the roster. Do you experience deja vus at all? Amy? Yes. Yeah, I have. Will, will you tell us about your deja vu experiences? Not necessarily the hardcore experiences, right. but what, what you think they are and what, what it's tied into maybe. That's interesting. I mean, I never really, I don't know if I've, explored it that much in my mind i mean but like when you when you just said it it kind of feels like you're hitting that point where two dimensions diverge mm -hmm. that sounds great but i mean like you know you're, you're hitting this just this like little glitch where you see that moment of like two different two different realities existing parallel but not exactly lined up it's like, what is this? I was here before. Have you ever been able to pinpoint when you're having a deja vu or later upon thinking about it, reviewing it, where, what it came from, what, so this other, it's that whole sense of it's happened before, what, you know, have you been able to pinpoint a source for it, where it tied back to? You mean like, you mean when you're having it, like how long from one moment to one moment, how long it lasts or no, like, whoa, man, I'm, I've been here before deja vu. And so, well, when, when were you here before? Or so I'm trying to get without asking directly, um, your idea of what it is like, so do you think it's like maybe tied to past life? Do you think it's precognition? Um, has it been tied to dreams you've had in the past? It's interesting because you were talking earlier. It, it often seems like it is something fairly mundane that those things happen in. And it's almost like, I don't know, to me, maybe it feels sort of like getting ahead. There's a part of us that gets ahead of our reality. It's sort of like I, I do this all the time. When I'm typing, I type too fast and the, the words are jumbled up. So yes. that they, there's like, you know, whatever. Words missing from your sentences? When I'm typing, like if I type that, it might be H-T-A-T because I was like too fast. My brain was too fast. Yeah. And it went ahead of the rest of the word. My fingers went ahead of the rest of the word. It's almost like this part of us goes, jumps. It's moving too fast. And yeah. it goes like just past where we actually are somehow. No, I get. It. I do the same thing. I drop. I'll drop words from sentences because I think faster than I type. Right. <laughs> so I'm thinking, like maybe one part of us is moving faster. One, like you said, the cognitive part of us is moving faster than our the reality we're living in, or something. Or it's almost like they're not synced up because time is just an illusion to us, and maybe right. one, one part of our structure is synced up with one timeline, if you want to call it that. I don't want to call it timeline, but one clock right, that, yeah. yeah 
I, I get that for sure because, yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know what they are, but that's a theory that we're kind of, part of us is moving faster. It's into it. Yeah. That's interesting. And I, and it, it certainly can see that in my head, that mechanism. Do you, so on this though, so on, on states of dreaming and altered states of consciousness. Now this is the part where we can really just allow ourselves to ride the vibe man and um <laughs> yeah so, so what do you think what do you think is going on with the altered state of consciousness that we call that when we sleep when we're dreaming you know what's going on It's interesting because I feel like there's, I'm hearing a really weird noise. Are any of you making a really weird noise? No. I'm completely muted. Hold on one second. It's the AI <laughs> trying to derail our show. Oh, I'm like, always my kitty's to the getting stuff. sick. That's so sad. Oh, um, no. My magical kitties. They're my magical kitties. They're my familiars. Um, um, poor kitty. What's wrong with him? He distracted me. He's like, don't talk about this, mama. You can't tell the secrets. We want the woo, though. We want it. <laughs> okay, let me let me focus here. Yeah, what was the question again? <laughs> yeah, I know, please. What are you he's making a horrible noise. He's okay now. Is okay. he okay? Everything's good. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I so, because I, I understand if you have to take care of him, it's your baby. No, I think it was just. So, what what do you think is is going on besides? Okay, so let me stage this differently. So, besides the the filing of our our mental stuff that goes on in our unconscious when we're when we're in in layers of sleep and dreaming and all of that, and um when we start getting into the stranger stuff that sticks out and in in possibly the lucid stuff and the obes and the the more mysterious deeper content what do you think that is well i mean there's there's so many different layers of it i mean but i definitely i've always looked at my dreams as guides um uh like for example Usually I can have a few dreams um, on the same theme, sort of lightly playing around something and I'm ignoring, I'm ignoring, I'm ignoring. And then all of a sudden I'll have a, a, like a really intense dream that will wake me up. And then it's like, you better start looking at this and here's the symbols that are gonna make you pay attention mm -hmm. because if, if you don't, you're gonna go down the wrong path. You know, that's like, it feels like there's that's where my guides live and that's like one level that's the way it's like it, it tells us the mysteries that are going around you know the hidden stuff of our brain i mean people call it the unconscious but i feel like it's it's not just a not just a bunch of stuff sitting there it's like they're 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 guides within that you know it's like there's a 
part of us that lives there that knows a lot more than we're willing to admit, you know? Wouldn't you refer to that as your higher self, though, or some aspect of yourself? I mean, I could do that, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, uh, yeah, it is, it is, it is like a higher aspect of yourself, but it doesn't speak in the same language as we do, you know, when we speak to each other. There's no niceties there. Right, because there's no (laughs) ego. Right, It's, it's like divorced from our, you know, regular rules, you know, um, but maybe that's the type of influence you need when you're dreaming. Mm-hmm. Maybe a babysitter of sorts. Is that how is that any different though when you're so when you're when you're grasping memories and say let's go distant like your early memories and and maybe early memories of of learning something or where you're challenged or where you got hurt, you know, so some traumatic memories even are better to grasp back at distant. How is that any different of an ex- dreams? Yes. How's that any when in your recall, how, what's the difference in that state that what is, is there a difference? So like, if I, you mean like, okay, like when I learn from things in my past, one is like just learning from things in my past. Like, okay, here, I'll, 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 I think, let me, let me clarify first. One to me is like, if I'm looking back in my past and be like, oh yeah, when I was a little kid, I probably shouldn't have rid my bike in the middle of the night because I crashed it. Is, it. is this kind of what you're getting at? And then that's one lesson. And then the well, lesson <clears throat> in your dream. No, it's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is how, so if you pull up a memory, like in your How dream, tangible can right. that memory get? Any is the memory in a memory of something that happened in your in your waking life? How, how you know it's not any. It doesn't seem to be any more tangible than memories of very vivid dreams. There's like there's a there's some sort of crossover there where how can you tell one from the other? And there's oh. studies with people on you know the death and dying studies where they've totally confused. Wouldn't All you, the states of being and and ha, are in that weird sometimes it's called sometimes it overlaps into dementia because they're they're confusing the state of the now in the memories and then dreams. And so it all gets convoluted in a way. And so I'm trying to parse out and figure out what are the actual differences. Right. I mean, like I see I, I mean when I think about like memories. And they all get foggy, like, you know, if you ever talk with family members or friends, everybody remembers something different. So there are foggy, like, dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're also, like, um, more, okay, they're more, I feel like the way they get foggy is more, is closer to what we want to see and remember, like, more closer to how we feel like seeing the world, you know, whereas our dreams are less guided by our conscious choices. Like our dreams are like coming out there and telling us information that was hitherto unknown to us, really. Mm -hmm. That's making sense. Like the dream aspect of 
I've, I almost feel like <laughs> when I think back at dreams are sometimes more vividly remembered in a weird way. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> the, <clears throat> pardon me. The intense dreams stick out like, you know, chroma, like high chroma on a, on a pale background. But- yeah, they live in our minds, you know. I mean, that's like when when it's like when I'm there's a, a situation in my life where I'm 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 rehearsing. I, I I say the same script all the time, and when I'm doing that, like I notice all these people's clothes that I'm talking to, their clothes, their hair, their makeup, like how they hold themselves, because I have this rehearsed script, and I don't think about it. So I remember all these little details, you know, of the person I'm looking at. But like when we're in an experience, the details get foggy because we're engaged in the conversation and the meeting of the minds and the experience so that all the details get foggy. Mm-hmm. But, but our dreams, they're just pure images in our mind, if that makes sense. So they end up staying this almost more the same and more <laughs> concrete. They're more vivid, I guess, because when you have those memories of a particular event, it's more of a feeling in a sense than... <laughs> Is that even making sense? <laughs> it, it is. And it also reminds me that... <laughs> I wonder, so if I actually forgot to ask this, um, in your dreams, so, so back to dreaming a little here, do you, have you experienced what seemed to be others in the dream that weren't, that didn't feel like they were just parts of your varied personality, that they had, you know, a sense of animation onto themselves that you had no control over? Mm. Besides the, the weird 50s housewife. Because that, oh, I think, yeah, fits yeah, the yeah. bill, actually. Yeah. That, that fits the bill in a scary does. way. <laughs> right. Um, It's hard to say. I can't remember any right now off the top of my head. But, I mean, there's those, those situations where um, you have a dream and it's like you'll be at a party or whatever and you'll be like, well, you were there, but you you were represented by, you know, Molly Ringwald or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it was Molly Ringwald, but it was really you. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it was really that person, you know? Yeah. And then there's, then there's the other, there's, I'm trying to figure out how to express this, but, but so sometimes you know, it's somebody and they're represented as another person. I don't think I'm explaining this correctly. Let me I, think I understand. This. this is a hard, you, you, hard you, language to talk in, huh? I understand. You you know that it's somebody that you know, but you don't know who it is, but it has that energy of that person. Right. And I think on another, in another, like when people speak of dreams, they say like, oh, well, every single person is not necessarily that person, but it's part of you. I think this is where I'm getting at. Like, you know, if it's, it's like, oh, well, you know, it was my science teacher. That, well, that's really 
representing the part of me that I associate it with what that science teacher represents, you know? Yes. If and that's, that's totally union. But I've also, like I've also had situations where it's like, no, that, 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 yeah, I guess this is kind of what you're asking where it's like, no, that wasn't a part of me. That was actually that person that wasn't. Yeah. I guess maybe I have had that experience. I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure it out, but I don't have any concrete. It's hard to speak concretely about something etheric. It really is. Do you have you had prophetic dreams or dream dreaming true where you have had the dream and then at some point down the line, things played out what even though the symbols are can be crazy, but then you see the mundane symbols and what we call our, our real waking life and then the wild symbols of the dream. I have. Give us an example. I've had good ones and bad ones, you know, just um, the good one. I mean, well, sad ones, I guess you could say, you know, the good ones are just like, you know, some person that I had a crush on or something would be in my dream. Like I never thought anything would go on with. And then, you know, I'd have dreams that we were laying next to each other or holding hands or something or whatever continuous continuous and then it manifested in life you know that's just kind of a simple sweet one but i love the sweet stuff <laughs> <laughs> well, i'll take all the honey life has to offer <laughs> <laughs> that's happened to me more than once but uh then there's the you know the ones where someone comes to talk to you in your dream you know like my grandfather you know like coming to see me and then talking to me, it was very vivid and intense. And that, that actually, those ones felt like, oh, that's really grandpa right there. And it was when he was dying or when he was already gone. Like and shortly after? I, uh, it was like probably like the night he died <gasps> that that happened. Oh, can you, we can, do you mind telling us about it? It's hard to remember what the dream was. I just know that he was there and he came to talk to me in my dream, like just to, and he, that particular grandpa that this happened with, it was, uh, he was very, very close to me. I actually sent him a soul stone to protect me mm -hmm. <laughs> when I was going through a really hard time. But, um, did he, did, do you recall any knowledge or wisdom he imparted on you? In the dream? Yeah. I, I can't, I can't remember. Um, well, it made an impression. It so that's felt like, one thing. It, it felt like he was coming to tell me that he was still protecting me, mm. you know? Because well, just, your, just the fact that he showed up is is impactful on your psyche. Yes, so, very. Just the fact that you even remember it and it was that powerful that you don't remember what was said. I don't know if that even matters, per se, in this instance. But it lines up because if this was the night he died. Yeah, that happened to my mother and my father's dad when he died. He showed up in her dream. Yeah, this is, I have had this doorbell. experience too. Yeah, this is what well, I find these bonds we have are just so amazing. They never cease to amaze me. I have a theory on that, which we'll talk about after the show. Oh yeah, it'll be juicy. Make a note on that chair. Already did. <laughs> <laughs> so we are at the one hour mark. So we should, this is the point where we open up questions to the uh, chat. And see if anyone has, has yeah, anything I asked to ask before. you. What do you got? All right. We have um, 
I did not go back. John Wolf asks. Oh, no, sorry. Suzanne asked. Okay, this was uh, this first one. Was Amy uh, Amy? Were you ever afraid of your closet or under your bed when you were young? Do you have uh, irrational fears? Um, it's weird. I don't remember being terrified or anything, but I do recall not liking this one little cubby hole that was like above the closet. But I don't remember. I don't. I don't really feel like I was terrified. I'm trying to think. The only place I can think of is that little, <laughs> that little cubby hole. <laughs> it was like this little thing above the closet. But I don't really think anything was gonna. Come right. get me or anything. Okay. Greatest potential. Welcome back. Asks, as a musician, what's the instrument of your choice? Oh, guitar. Right. Yeah. Six, twelve. I sing too. I feel like the uh, voice has incredible power. Um, and I have yet to feel like I've accessed it. But, you know. All right. All right. Now, <laughs> now we get to John Wolf's question. Uh, have you ever felt as if any of the other people in your dream were actually autonomous dream images? Replays. Wow. That's a good question. That's a tough question. I. That's something you pay attention to. Well, you know, like I, I mentioned that one that seemed like it was, um, it, it definitely felt like it was part of the collective unconscious that, that, um, like it felt more like a story, like they were, like it was there to instruct, like it was like this person that had buried this head. Like a non-player character in a game, giving you the backstory? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It was like it didn't, <laughs> sorry to explain. But yeah, I mean, it felt like it was outside of me. That was another one, like that that person, mm. that mm. story. It was like I was viewing a parable of this guy burying the head of whoever it was that I can't recall. Have you Does ever... that make sense? <clears throat> yeah, totally. Sure. Um. I have a question. This is my question that I just thought of because have you done Have you ever done any ritual magic? Actually, I have. <laughs> um, I, I've done a couple little, but they were just personal, you know, personal, not mm -hmm. like really necessarily rooted in any sort of particular um, tradition. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't, like I didn't have like a rule, you know, like any guide or sure. anything. I just, I recall burning trying to separate a bond from someone mm -hmm. and, and burning i've done this a few times you know burning letters and things and kind of going through a ritual <laughs> of my own and uh i have one of them and uh and oftentimes there's like one thing that doesn't burn and it's it's a very <laughs> important mm -hmm. set of words that's you that's haven't cleared it out yet enough to burn it that's why well, that just yeah. brought up another question to me was, did any of the weird, weirder dreams happen in or around the time you did those operations? 
Yes, actually. You know, I thought, you know, <laughs> I actually, you know, there's a person that I did a very strong kind of personal ritual with. We were supposed to get married at one point and we didn't, but I did this, like I picked out all these like symbolic um, rocks, you know, different like mm -hmm. stones that had different powers, you know, like, sure. um, and I did a lot of research and, you know, we had our own ceremony with those rocks and candles and everything. And, and somehow I still feel bonded to this person. Sounds you may have yeah you just that way, like i was like oh well we got married anyway kind of but in like a more energetic a more powerful way yeah. you know <laughs> yeah well intent is what all it takes right yeah. and then adding all the stones would just increase the energy around the whole thing and you're going to have like a really strong bond you need a witch doctor okay sorry to diverge uh, whatever digress um okay so Omar asks, who built the road painted with, is this a question? No. It's a riddle. No, he types everything in uppercase. I do have to say, though, about that ritual magic, I yeah. do not, uh, because I don't have um, a guide or anyone, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't like opening up all those doors without knowing how to close them. So I don't really, yeah. I haven't really dabbled that much in that world because of those reasons, you know, sure. opening up doors without the experience or knowledge to close them. Well, a lot of, you know what I mean? Sure. And a lot of activities that you can do, a lot of the operations you can do are more broadcast only versus mm -hmm. bi-directional. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I would consider what you did rocks, candles, intent, energy of the yep. union. Yep. is just a broadcast. I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> anyway um john wolf we have another question here have you ever flown in your dream oh yeah 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 that's a normal one i haven't done it in a while so when oh, how do you fly do that tonight. how, how do, do you do that fly i was just thinking flying. that God. <laughs> sorry uh do it's hard to say i feel like it's hard to see what I'm actually I'm not like flapping my arms or anything it's more like just floating around mm -hmm. but I do feel like I've I've had more like uh, it's like you're going on a tour and like a uh, a little hang glider that's yeah. what it seems like like I, I can't see myself right I'm just seeing the world in a way as if I were on a hang glider yeah because you're behind the eyes yeah, exactly. Then, of course, the traditional falling dream. Yes, I've had that one. Did you hit? You know, um, no, but I have had ones that I, I actually had died in my dream. Like oh. somebody shot me. And then <laughs> somebody shot me and I was dead. And then I was going into this elevator with this elevator um, conductor, and he had blood all over him. And he was like, going down. Oh my God. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's so, so stereotypical. And I was like, I don't want to go here. <laughs> the crypt keeper pops out. <laughs> wow, Amy. 
Okay. So how cliche. I believe that's all. We just asked that, John. I asked if there was any more questions. She answered, she just answered, John. It was a yes. Yes, or have you ever seen any blue avians in your dream? <laughs> yeah. Are you even aware of all that? I don't think Amy is. No, probably not. No, She's I normal. don't know about blue avians. I know Amy's about the blue angels, but no. I didn't see no, that. No, either. no, no. You're, you're, She's not front loaded with any of that you're stuff. You're a muggle. You wouldn't know these things. <laughs> no, girl, it's a good thing. Yeah, I, Amy, this is, in this case, it's a good thing. Totally, because it's my <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's the show for tonight, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, I forgot who we have next week, but it's probably somebody very cool. Be sure to tune it's somebody in. Somebody awesome, yes. And uh, I'll look. Hold on. And Amy, stay on because we do our. Yeah, after yeah, don't show go away. You. Okay. Lest you miss out on the best part. Next week, Robert Phoenix. Next week. Ooh, ooh, that's Wait, exciting. Wait, that's in two weeks. I don't. We have somebody. Somebody else. <laughs> I don't know, Jerry. You're the king of the calendar. I always forget to look this up. Yvonne is next week. Yvonne <laughs> oh Palermo, my God! Yes, Ruby God, Bean. it seems like forever. Yes. So next week we'll have Yvonne Palermo from uh, Ruby Bean, and uh, that's about it, right? All right. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you so Amy, Thank and you, Amy. everyone. Thanks in the for chat. having me. Thanks for talking to me and all you people out there in the uh, listening public. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks to everyone listening and um, be sure to hit the like button and tell all your friends or non-friends, come check it out. So, take care. <laughs>